Today is a high holiday. There's Christmas, there's Easter, and there's, and there's the day we tell you to wear a special color. <laughs> and it's okay if you didn't wear red. We still let you in, right? You can wear this around your But it reminds us that today is not like every other Sunday. It's a special day when we remember a special story. And it is a very strange story. It is a story that we have a hard time grasping as reality. If that happened to you, you might think that your life was a little surreal, like you were living in a sci-fi movie, like something really, really strange was happening. So we're going to hear that story, and some of you are going to help tell that story today. And I want all of us, whether we're just listening or whether we're speaking, to really try to comprehend the strangeness of this story, not just to take it for granted. Even if you have lived many years and you have heard this story at least annually in your life, let's not take it for granted. Because it is something that we sort of have to set aside our sense of the way things work in the world and embrace something that's fairly unbelievable. And that's the beauty of faith. And that's the beauty of this story. So let's listen to the story of Pentecost from the book of Acts, the story of the beginning of the church. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them the ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygians, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, visitors, <coughs> visitors from Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking of God's deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a strange story. The story of wind and fire and languages that is over 2,000 years old. 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem, where the earliest followers of Jesus were together in a place to celebrate Pentecost, this happened. Pentecost didn't begin that day, but Pentecost took a new meaning that day. Pentecost was a Jewish festival 50 days after Passover. And the word Pentecost literally means 50. So it's not a word in and of itself with a deep meaning. But now it has a deep meaning. So celebrating Pentecost was an annual event. But this Pentecost, this particular Pentecost, was different because the early Christians were huddled together, filled with uncertainty and with fear. And the last few weeks had been a one of quite a few questions for them. They had watched as Jesus, whom they had loved, was hung on a cross to die. They watched as his body was laid in a tomb, at least those, of, those who stayed around long enough to see that. They grieved. But then on Easter morning, in some mysterious way that they couldn't quite figure out how to explain, he was resurrected. And then over the next 40 days, he would come and visit them and eat with them, and talk with them, and stay with them, and leave them, and come back in different places. And then he said goodbye. And he said, I'm no longer going to be with you. But there will be someone who I'm sending you, an advocate. And so they wondered what was going to happen next. So that Pentecost morning, when they were together wondering, they heard the sound of a rushing wind. I've heard a sound of a rushing wind lately, have you? We've had some pretty good wind lately. So you can imagine what wind sounds like. But then that wind is not only outside the house, but it comes inside the house where they are. And then flames out of nowhere, falling down upon them, landing on them. And like wildfire, the Holy Spirit spreads 
through their ranks. And they begin speaking in different languages. Languages they did not know. Languages they weren't learning. Languages they just suddenly were speaking. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being there, experiencing those things? To witness such strangeness, wind and fire and people speaking in all these different languages. Some of the witnesses think they must be drunk. How else would you explain such strange, strange behavior? They must be in an altered state. But they're just filled with the Holy Spirit. I came across this quote from Bob Fazer that I think um, epitomizes the, the center of my Pentecost understanding this year. He says, The Pentecost story tells us that being God-intoxicated leads us to the conviction that all humanity is a single family. The Pentecost story tells us that being God-intoxicated leads us to the conviction that all humanity is a single family. It reminds me of a message that I've been carrying around, actually physically, for the past almost 20 years, I'd say, on this shirt, which I've stopped wearing but I can't get rid of which says, I believe when you truly embrace diversity, you embrace God. And I can't get rid of that shirt because I believe that. I believe that when you truly embrace diversity, you embrace God. Thanks to the United Methodist Church. (laughs) Open hearts, open doors, open minds. 2000 something, 99, something like that. I believe that when you truly embrace diversity, you embrace God. I witnessed people embracing diversity this past week. Probably you did too. One of those people was Talison Nemkai Mensch who died last Friday, May 26th, and his last words were reported to be, tell everyone on the train, I love them. Tell everyone on the train, I love them. He was a recent college graduate and a victim in the hate-fueled attack on the train in Portland, Oregon, that targeted two young women, one of whom was named Destiny Magnum, and her unnamed friend, who was wearing a headscarf and is a Muslim. Taliesin didn't need to say that with his words, because he spoke that with his actions. I believe that Taliesin, Ricky Best, and Micah Fletcher, none of whom knew each other, 
before that day. Those three men who stood up and took a risk, a great risk that cost two of them their lives, spoke in a language that all of us could understand. The language of love and self-sacrifice. One of the wisest people I know, Shane Claiborne, wrote, one of the things that happened at Pentecost was that a really diverse group of people understood each other. As the Spirit of God fell upon them, it was a divine moment of reconciliation among people from many different tribes and nations and languages. A reconciliation moment, I would say, the world is desperately in need of today. Would you agree? The world is desperately in need of reconciliation. And I would add understanding. The passage from Acts chapter 2 that we heard a few minutes ago names more than a dozen geographical places, large and small, Jewish and non-Jewish, rural and urban, from which people came. Places like Mesopotamia and Judea, Pontus and Asia, Cappadocia, Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and parts of Libya. You all did really well pronouncing them. But the point is... There are people representing the whole earth. The whole earth as they knew it. And everyone spoke different languages. But here's the thing. When the Spirit shows us, what the Spirit shows us is all of these people understood each other. The whole world The whole world understood each other at Pentecost. Even though they didn't speak the same languages or come from the same places or have the same worldview, they understood each other. Shane Claiborne writes, They are the new sign of God's spirit. A community that is as diverse as creation itself as unique as the fingerprints we leave and the DNA we are made of. But it is a community that understands each other amid our diversity as children of God. He writes, I heard a rabbi say that it is the nature of the empire to create sameness, like coins and buildings and houses that all look the same. But if uniformity is the imperial brand, diversity is the mark of God's creation. In a world constantly bombarded with violence and racism and xenophobia and hatred, The vision of Pentecost invites us not to settle for the world as it is, but to dream of the world as it could be, as it should be. 
Pentecost is sometimes called the birthday of the church. So today we remember this birthing story. The story of the disciples claiming their own voices and using them. We remember that this is our story. It is our story, and we are called to emulate Pentecost. The church should be about reconciling the world, tearing down the barriers that divide us, like language and cultural assumptions. This is our work. This is the way that we can truly be the church. 2,000 years ago and in 2017. The mother of Taliesin, Asha Deliverance, showed similar gifts for speaking the universal language of love in ways that everyone could understand. At a vigil for the victims the day after the attack, Asha was embracing strangers. This photo of her truly connecting with a young Muslim woman may or may not be connected with the young Muslim woman who was protected by her son the day before. This photo broke my heart. And it also broke my heart open to the possibilities of understanding and love across barriers. These two women are speaking to each other. with sighs too deep for words. Who knows what they said, or even if they spoke the same language, but they understood each other. This is the work of the Spirit. That reminds me of the words found in Romans chapter 8. But if we hope For what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. The Spirit guides us beyond language barriers and misunderstandings to speak truth, to speak hard truth, to speak love, to speak compassion, to speak understanding, sometimes with words and sometimes in ways everyone can understand because They don't have to speak our language, and we don't have to speak theirs. And that 
is the work of the Spirit. I have seen the Spirit at work. And I know that you have too. So we're going to each reflect for a minute on where we have seen the Spirit at work. So you have a red sheet of paper in your seat. And the question that we're inviting you to reflect on and to write the answer to on your sheet is where do you see the Spirit at work? There's some pens at the end of your rows if you're looking for a writing utensil. So just take a minute and think about where you see the Spirit at work. And I'm going to invite a few of you to share yours, um, your answer. But if you choose not to share it, that's fine. But we invite all of you to, when you come up for communion, bring your paper and then um, staple it onto the mirrors or the ribbons on the mirrors. Anyone have a answer to the question that you'd like to share with the rest of us? Family problems. Family problems. Amen. Randy? I see the Holy Spirit work when someone begins to shift from debating ideas and theology to actually engaging with a person and listening takes too smart just two things to speak, right? Ears and mouth. Yeah. When people come together for justice in spite of their elected leaders. <laughs> in the love that is shared in this community among people who are very diverse. The challenge of Pentecost is to tear down walls, to speak in ways that others can understand, to listen, to stand up and speak the truth. This is our challenge, church, today. This is our challenge every day. May the Spirit empower us to act and to be the church.